What's up? It's your girl here, Maya Sanita, and welcome to the Refine Nation Station. Hey, listen, my mission is to inspire others as they are refined in Christ. Stay tuned. Let's have a great time. Yeah. What's up, Refined Nationers? Welcome back to the Refined Nation Station, the podcast. We are in a new series for the new year entitled Make Moves. Yes, we are doing a series called Make Moves for the beginning of this year, and it's official. We are doing this thing, and today's topic is pray and believe. So, Refined Nationers, also, just as a quick reminder, we are doing a fast, which begins on January the 9th and ends on January the 29th, because I believe, and as many of you others believe, God is going to do phenomenal things in this year, and we want to align ourselves with him. So if you are in need of more details regarding fasting, go ahead and check out the previous podcast episode. It's entitled, Let's Do a 21-Day Fast. Also, there is a Refine Nation 21-Day Fasting Prayer and Journal that will soon to be released. If not by the time this podcast is released, it sure will be there by the next one. So be on the lookout for that. You'll be able to find find any of those details within the description box of the podcast. Also, it's going to be on Amazon, so you can always just check there and see if you see it. But yeah, today's podcast title is called Pray and Believe. So the question is, how can we pray and believe knowing that God Hmm. will answer us as we move forward into this victorious year? But before we get into the details of the topic, Pray and Believe, go ahead and follow the podcast and be sure to share it with a friend or two. Also, be sure to rate the podcast. No, really, guys, please rate the podcast. Thanks. As we go ahead and get started. So I found this pretty cool quote by Max Licato, and it says, Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. I heard that and I was just blown away basically because it really had me thinking about how powerful prayer is and who we're talking to. What I love about it is that it reminded me that God is omnipotent and he is all powerful. I think sometimes we forget because we can't really see him with our physical eyes that he actually is omnipotent and omnipresent, really, you know, but he's all powerful. He's all knowing. He is the everlasting God. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the great I am. He is mighty. And I think sometimes we just kind of forget that that's who we're actually talking to. And it's such a powerful thing when you think about it. I also think about how prayer actually is a gift from God. I mean, think about it. God sent his son Jesus as redemption and to bring salvation. And if it had not been for him, we would still be those who are separated because of sin. And being able to speak to God as individuals would just not be a possibility. I think about back when the Israelites were with Moses and they didn't want to speak to God out of fear. Like at first they were like, yeah, we want to speak to God. And then they heard like all the commotion. They heard the thunder and the ram's horn and the lightning and or saw the lightning and you know they they started being really fearful the bible says they trembled with fear and they were like hold up we don't even want to talk to your God. We want you to talk to God on our behalf. But it kind of would still be that way if we never had Jesus, because we would basically be like, 
we're not worthy. And truth of the matter is we're not worthy, but we are blessed with grace. I believe the church has become so common in the things of God, which includes prayer. Communicating with God shouldn't be common. And what I mean by that is sometimes there's just a lack of honor and a lack of reverence of who God is because we think about the fact that the Bible talks about coming boldly before the throne of grace. And so I think sometimes we just kind of get comfortable with being close to the Father, but it's not really something that we need to be complacent in. That It's not like a moment where we should be like, well, scoot over Jesus, we on the throne too. No, we should come with reverence. We should come to the throne of God in honor. We should come to him with adoration adoration and thanksgiving in our hearts. And I think too many times because nowadays and a lot of us, including myself, kind of grew up in church, we kind of forget like there's a reverence that goes along with this. And that if we don't take time to reverence God and honor God, why would he even take the time to hear our request or our petition? Do you remember when you were a child and maybe you wanted to ask your mom for something or your dad or somebody like that for something, but you asked in the wrong way? Your parents would be like, first of all, well, who are you talking to, <laughs> you know? And it's not that you um, were asking for something that you couldn't have, but it was the way that you were asking for it. And so a lot of times, I think we just kind of have to remember that we are his children and he wants to answer our prayers and he wants to give us the desires of our hearts and he wants to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus and all of that good stuff. But sometimes we just come the wrong way towards God. We come the wrong manner. We have the wrong posture. And we don't do those things that are actually honorable and pleasing in his sight. And that kind of puts up a barrier or it limits us from reaching God the way that we actually can. It's just something that I kind of thought about when I saw this whole quote by Max Licato. So remember, like Hebrews 4 and 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it's okay to go with him in a confidence, but we need to go to him with a confidence that actually brings reverence to who he is and not just be going and talking to God like we're on his throne. He is God and God alone. Okay, so Jesus was nice enough to leave us an outline for how to pray. So what we're gonna do is just kind of break it down. And as we go, you know, you can kind of take notes or you can go ahead and purchase the journal so it'd be a little bit easier for you to take notes, whatever it is that you like to do. But it says here, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, very familiar passage. I mean, they have a song about it, guys. It's called the Lord's Prayer. And it says, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen like forever so i wanted to kind of break it down because i uh, really felt as though it would be a good way to kind of source this thing out so we can kind of see about prayer so where it says Um, our father in heaven we basically know that God is our creator but it says hallowed be thy name hallowed basically means to give praise to bring reverence in other words there's no one holy like the Lord our God he is God and God alone but something just to kind of give him praise kind of warm him up to where 
we going? It says your kingdom come. Basically, we want your world, Lord, to be where we are. We want all that you have for us. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We want your promises, Lord. We want you to be where we are. We want to be where he is, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then it says, give us our day, our daily bread. And we need the Lord to provide for us in this day and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, this one actually is kind of hard for many, many of us because it's forgive us in the measure that we have forgiven others. And that's not saying a lot. Sometimes it's hard to forgive somebody for something that they have done or a way that they have wronged us. It's not always easy to forgive, but it but the lack of forgiveness can cause us to miss out on what God has for us and lead us not into temptation. In other words, God, Jesus, please keep me because I do not want to sin. And then it says, but deliver us from the evil one. Basically self-explanatory, right? For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Because God, you're going to get all the glory through everything that we do. You deserve it all. Amen. So we agree with what God has said. But I thought this was kind of a good way to kind of break down what the Lord's prayer is so that we can kind of put it into basic terminology for what God has for us and how he wants us to approach him. So I think that's a good way to think about it. Now, a lot of people stick to this, but it's just the outline. There's other things you could put in there and you don't have to feel limited because God is a limitless God. So if there's other things that you want to include that are actually based within the Bible, then you can do that too. Now, let me just say this as it's on my mind. We're not talking about like doing something like yoga. Now, if you want to meditate on the Lord day and night, that's something completely different. You can meditate on the word of God. You can read his word and allow him to bring revelation into what it is that you're doing. But that's a whole nother thing. We're not talking about anything like yoga or Hindu. There is only but one God and there's only one God alone. So just keep that in mind as well. Another scripture that I like to do during prayer is Psalms 104. And it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. The reason why I genuinely love this scripture is because it actually allows me and helps me to remember to give God thanks. There's so many times when we can be in trouble or maybe we're going through something or experiencing a hardship. And because of that, we just want to be like, God help us. But we forget sometimes just to be like thankful for what God has already done because clearly he has done something. If you're still alive and you're still breathing, well, give thanks for that. If you're able to have movement, give thanks for that. If you have family, well, give thanks for that. If you're just able to do just the small things in life, we should be thankful for that. We should be thankful in little and we should be thankful in much. So it's kind of a good reminder when I hear this scripture that also goes into entering his course with praise, which I genuinely love because um, let's put it in a basic terminology. When you just think about a house, right? And a house with like a, a gate and then a house with a door, you go into the yard and then you'll get to the actual door and then you'll get to the inside of the door and then maybe you'll enter into one of the rooms. So the first thing is to enter into the gate in modern day, you know, the fence. And so once you enter the gate, you're like, man, thank God I'm able to get in. Thank God he's done so much for me. And then you enter into his courts. Now you're actually like in the front yard type. So you're there and you're able to give God praise. God, you are to be magnified. There is no one like you. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're the Lord God Almighty, whatever the case may be, you know, just giving him 
praise again and again. God, you are the great I am, things like that. And then you can say, be thankful to him and bless his name. So just continuing to bless him for who he is. And that allows us the opportunity to just draw closer to him and he draws closer to us in that way. So that's really why I love uh, Psalms 104 when I, whenever I personally pray. So let's talk a little bit about the importance of forgiveness and prayer. Mark 11, 24 says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. And we kind of already spoke on this and talked about the importance of asking God to forgive you and also being the one to provide forgiveness to whoever may have brought you harm or done ill will to you. But the other thing that we want to focus on is really just in regards to believing and not doubting. Praying God's word is such a powerful thing when you put it into your belief system. Like there's no doubt in your mind that God can do the exceedingly in your life. There's no doubt in your mind that God can do the impossible in your life. When you come to that moment, whatever hardship or whatever situation you may be facing, you know that God will be the one to bring it down. And your word will have such authority because it will be backed by the word of God. And because of that, you will see things in your life just come down. And I know that we've already talked about like fasting and things like that, but even the more that will align us up to what God says. So now we're not only saying God's word, our spirit man is being strengthened in the Lord. We're praying daily. We're speaking in tongues. We're praying in the spirit every day. If you have not been baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues, then you know, you can just really ask God and begin to ask God to uh, show you. And, And as you begin to open up your mouth and begin to even speak in tongues and speak in a heavenly language, you will see that you will begin to utter the words that God says, even in a whole nother language. And it is in speaking in tongues. And you don't have to know what you're actually saying because you are trusting that God is putting that verbiage in your mouth. And every spoken tongue that you use will be something that breaks chains off of your life, that you will see territories in the spirit being taken back, that you will have authority that you never had before. And you will be the one to just really cultivate an atmosphere by the spirit of the Lord. And so I encourage you to just do that if you have not already been baptized with that. Just allow God, and even now you can just pray, Lord, would you be the one to fill my mouth with your word? And as you speak out, and as you speak out, just believing that God's going to be the one to give you that language of the heavenlies. And I declare that over your life even now. Also, I can't emphasize enough uh, the importance of reading the word of God as much as you can. It really has to be something that becomes hidden in your heart. I think about times when I speak to people and they're like, man, I don't know what to pray. And the truth of the matter is when you say you don't know how to pray, one of the main things that comes to my mind is, well, how much are you reading the Bible? And if you're reading your Bible a lot, then my question is, well, how much are you trusting the Lord? So those really are my questions in regards to that. So if you find 
sign that you are one that has trouble with praying and you don't know exactly what to pray, then I really encourage you just to start trusting in the Lord more during your prayer time, trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit during your prayer time. Psalms 119, 10 through 11 says, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so I believe the more that we read the word of God, the more it gets sown into our hearts. And the more that we read his powerful word, the more it gives us a chance to speak back that which he has given to us. The key of it all really is not to doubt the Lord, not to doubt his word. If you're having trouble with praying and you want to put word to what you're praying, I really encourage you to, you can do a couple of things. One, just pull the Bible out and read it. Google some verses. We're going to do next week, just Bible reading along with some other things on the podcast. But I really do encourage you to use God's word. It really will allow for issues you may be having to be broken off of your life as you use the word. It says in Hebrews chapter four through 12, it says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's actually important to speak the word of God back to him. As we do so, it will cause him to remember what he has said and it will cause him to remember what he said about you. In Psalms 119, it talks about remembering the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort and my affliction for your word has given me life. All right, so I understand that I have said like a super amount of stuff today in regards to prayer, in regards to believing. I know that God is doing some great things in your life and my life as well. And as we continue to focus in on who God is and what he's done, we will see breakthrough after breakthrough in our lives. So let's do a quick recap of some practical ways that we can pray and believe in making godly moves for our lives, especially for this year of 2023. Number one, know who we are speaking to. We are speaking to our Lord, our Father, Jehovah Jireh. We are speaking to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and we want to come to him with a reverence. And number two, always give thanks. Be thankful to the Lord. Bless his holy name. That is going to be something that will break chains in many areas of your life because you have an attitude of gratitude. Number three, let's continue to ask God what it is that he wants for our lives. What is it that we can do? What is it that we can say? God, are we still in your will? Oh man, how important is that? That our lives will be aligned with him. And then of course, we can always just bring our petition and our request to God. What is it that you need? Number five, the one we probably focused on pretty much a lot, just asking God for forgiveness so that we don't put up a barrier that is not really needed in this season of our lives. Number six, you can always take time and just consecrate yourself to him. Like we're going to do fasting and um, separating a specific time for him. One thing that I've learned over the years is getting up early in the morning just to pray to him. It may be three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning sometimes and just taking that time out to pray and seek after the heart of God. And maybe you are in a church like I am that has corporate prayer. That's another way that you can kind of just make sure that you are setting apart some time where you are just praying to God. Number seven, praying the word of God. 
taking this time. And even if you have to read the words off of the pages, just open up your Bible and do that. It will allow you to say and repeat what God said in his word pertaining to your life. So let's take this Making Moves series and pray and believe. I know you can do it and I believe with you. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow for more upcoming content. You can find Refine Nation Station on any podcast platform where you listen to your audio podcast. Also, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, now is always a good time. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And as always, Jesus loves you. And guess what? I do too. Be blessed.